Hello, everyone. This is Zach Braff, uh, the writer, director, and actor in Garden State, and I'm here with my friends. Myron Kirstein, editor. Larry Scherr, director of photography. Judy Becker, the production designer. Well, we are very excited to, uh, to be back together to watch this film, <laughs> which we haven't all sat and watched in a little bit. Um, and we're, we'll try our best to... Uh, this, this shot was really hard. Uh, <laughs> we had to come off the water. And then to get all those lights to do that in the buildings was tricky. We had a lot of cooperation from the city of New York. Thank you, Judy, for laughing Reed. at that. <laughs> Jacqueline Reed. Thank you. Um, all right. There's our two studios. Yes, we have two. That's better than one. Yes, better two is better than one. There's more. 400 people produced this movie. Uh, Larry, why don't you start us off talking about this uh, this kooky plane shot? Well, yeah, it's a it's a mock-up airplane, so it's fake. I hope that doesn't ruin it for you. But um, it's a plane going down, which is, as the script reads, a plane crashes or is in the midst of going down, and in a sea of chaos sits Andrew Largeman right there on the right. Talk and about uh, how we how we did it. We basically shook the plane from underneath. It's a little Wait, mock-up. Did you use a gimbal for that? We didn't use a gimbal. We just had two by fours and we a couldn't bunch afford of a gimbal. <laughs> we yeah. use we use big grips and two by fours. Exactly. Um, and actually shot this in Los Angeles as a, like a little pickup because there were no mock-up airplanes in New York at the time. And there's supposed to be a little firelight on Zach there. And sort of like lightning and chaos outside with a bit of lightning strikes. And this wasn't in the script, the fact that he sees the uh, the phone on top of the thing, but I think it's a cool addition that you did at the last Yeah, moment. we wanted to link the two worlds together a little bit, um, so we, we came up with this idea of the phone. Judy, why don't you talk a little bit about this, this room? Well, this room is um, pretty white and blank, which I think represents his emotional state at the, uh, at the beginning of the movie. Um, and there's just nothing there, and it's sort of almost anesthetized, and um, that was pretty scripted, right, Zach? I mean, that was part of the that was the way the movie began. It was part of the look of the movie that was scripted. Yeah, just that it, this looked a lot like some rooms I lived in when I moved to <laughs> Los Angeles. I just like I think a lot of people are so transient in LA they don't they don't think to decorate. You know? They just live like live in those boxes with nothing. Right. You, you, you kind of think I'm only here for a month, so I'm not going <laughs> to put anything on the walls, and then you end up staying for five years. There's the um, pile of scripts and the cell phone in the corner, which was a necessary detail. Yes, because that's the only thing I would have in my room would be <laughs> scripts and a cell phone charging. And I think unlike sort of traditional Los Angeles, which is sunny and warm, this Los Angeles of this movie is actually cold and sort of empty. Uh, disconnected. And obviously we start early with uh, just some very specific compositional elements I think to set some of the visual tone of the movie which is um, you know a fairly lo-fi look but really strong compositions um, sometimes more like a still image yeah we tried to move the camera very little as little as possible this shot coming up is one of the one of the few steady cam shots in the whole movie here this is a, a actually a restaurant in Brooklyn that we shot in yeah, Brooklyn for Beverly Hills. <laughs> exactly. This, by the way, is one of my favorite cuts in the film. This is actually not too dissimilar than techniques from sort of Scrubs or something, which is a blended edit here. 
And I know one of the things Zach said is he said, I want it to be like this really extreme so you can't you notice know, gap. That. That's a great. I mean, yeah. come on. And come that's on. actually a fake door. That's a, there's a cut in there. In this set, that you film geeks yeah. would love to slow down and, and find where the cut is. The in kitchen's there. actually straight ahead, I so can't that even doesn't believe exist. The cut is there because I know where that door was, and it wasn't in the. Yeah, kitchen. that door ahead of you is is the one that that, that you saw there is the one yeah. that the camera actually went into, and then we built um, a set on the other side of the restaurant because we thought it looked cooler coming in from what's actually the entrance. And interestingly enough, Sex in the City shot here, and they had like four days of rigging <laughs> and about a hundred lights in the ceiling, and we had about two hours. We came in to look at it while they had been shooting in there. They had four days of rigging lights. We were like, wow, it looks amazing. And we came in there, and it was totally dark. And, <laughs> and we had to shoot it and uh, light it and leave all in about eight hours. Oh, we did it. We did it. And this is a subtle little ramp where we went from 24 frames to 40 frames. And now we're in New Jersey. Well, actually, we're in JFK. But JFK for, for Newark Airport. And again, sort of in the cold and kind of... <laughs> he's, he's still in a cold world because he hasn't quite started to sort of come out of his sense of comatose. But in the green-blue fluorescent of that, and then coming into the cool, overcast funeral look. This is our first uh, juicy crane move. Yes. I think this is also one of the first times that people start laughing in the film. They no, don't. they laugh at the um, gas thing in the car. Yeah. I don't, Sometimes it depends yeah. on the audience. Sometimes they they chuckle there, but this is the first. <laughs> this is the first time the, the movie. They, I think people realize that uh, it's okay to laugh. It's going to be a comedy. You right. Know? And again, setting Largeman away from the rest of the world he's in, even so much as the sort of specifically composed, lined-up people in front of the casket, and he's set against them a couple. Yeah, know, we try to do away. that a lot uh, by by always pl placing Large alone in the frame, as opposed to people, everyone else having people sharing the frame with them. At least very early in the movie. Yeah. This was yeah. one of the days that um, every time we shot outside, I think it rained. Yeah. <laughs> we got really lucky because we wanted overcast, and here we got it. But it drizzled. I mean, you can't really see too well because of the way because the way you lit it. But I mean, it's it's technically light raining throughout this whole scene. Well, you see it on a cut coming up because we actually had to cover you up yeah. so that you wouldn't get wet. And there's a slight you can just see the yeah. depth of field changes. In my close up, there's a there's a tent over my head because it's <laughs> raining really hard. <laughs> Not this shot, the one that's tighter. Right, Larry? Yeah, the tighter one. That suit is very form-fitting. <laughs> the idea was that it was supposed to be like, you know, Large doesn't really have like a, a funeral outfit ready to go. So, so it's his jacket left over from high school. Like yeah, your bar mitzvah I mean, yeah. yeah, he probably wore that to his bar mitzvah. Look how tight it is on the back. Yeah, definitely. What are you doing tonight, man? Uh... Nothing. No, you know, no real plans. That little thing on my lapel is a uh, is a, a thing that this, the son, the family, immediate family members at a Jewish uh, funeral would wear. It's a little uh, icon of that you're mourning. And again, we're still see this shot. To, That's yeah, the there shot. There it is. You can mm -hmm. see the depth of field shifts because we're at a you had to go on a long lens because there's a tent yeah, over my exactly head to hide the rain, and it just is a little bit of a mismatch. So, Larry, uh, Myron, why don't you talk a little bit about the stuff we cut out of here and then about the, the shirt thing that we decided to do? Well, 
this shiva is actually a much longer scene um it's on the outtakes i helped her basically there's not much on the tail end right zach it's more in the beginning and we decided again to cut it to sort of advance the story the trick was getting i, I think we wanted to get to natalie a little quicker and in, in our first couple cuts we had a lot of more stuff in la that's in the on the outtakes and and this shiva scene was longer I think it's also fun to just sort of emphasize the awkward state of large and uh, any scene that sort of supported that we wanted to go with. And we went with this sort of short-sighted compositional thing here because they're still in a very awkward place that, that Largeman's in. So he's short-sighted even though he, he's looking to the right. He's got very little room. This scene was also larger. Um, there was probably four or five more shots that went with yeah, that scene. Yeah, the whole, yeah, we, we, yeah, you'll see that on the outtakes too. There's a longer meet getting dressed. Hi. Judy, I love the production design here. Talk about that lamp. I, I love that lamp every time I see it. <laughs> um, it. I think we were just trying to go with the sort of the nouveau riche, but very cold and, and uh, not, you know, not warm feeling home and office for, for your dad. And, um, not much to say about that lamp, except it looks good on that desk. It does, and it look, I love hole. also how you—he's very. You, we've established. Look at his pencils. We've established how uh, how anal, anal he is. Very anal. His pens, whatever they are. Yeah. So everything's composed. The whole house is like that, pretty much. And you can see already how limited, uh, you know, it's sort of a controlled color palette and controlled design look already. In, in Not cluttered. And sort of continues that L.A. feel a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I love that it's glass, too. His yeah. table, his desk is made of glass, and everything just seems sharp. Like, that lamp just looks like... It's going to stab somebody. It looks violent. <laughs> I don't know. There's something about it. I always, I always every, every time I see it on a big screen, it, it, my eye goes to it. Actually, no. Someone redid the, uh, I like the idea that he's just been sitting there, just arranging his pens. And his glass objects. <laughs> and his collection glass of glass objects his, on the glass. His table. collection of glassware. And I like this spiral staircase too. There is sort of a motif of, of staircase in the movie uh, that I didn't intend, but there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of <laughs> cool stairs staircases in in the movie. As you go upwards in your journey through life. Yes, that's what I intended. Yeah. Actually, I love this edit here because it just lingers in the um, the how slowly you sort of exit the frame left. I do sort of a Muppet exit. <laughs> right, exactly. I exit great. like Kermit. Uh, Judy, am I am I wrong in saying that we didn't touch this garage? That's that's exactly how it was. No, we we removed <laughs> some stuff that showed that young children and animals lived there. Oh, okay. But you know, it's basically that's but that's all there. More junk in it. Yeah. I had friends ask me how many takes it took for you to rip that cover off, and I don't feel like it was very many. You only had three or four, I think. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Well done. Well you think done. it would have gotten stuck or something. No, we, we rigged it. This was the last shot of the movie, that one right there. The last. No, this, we, this one was. Right the, the there. Riding, the, the riding was torrential rain. It's pouring rain. There's another uh, shooting outside. It's pouring rain We're right We're like, now. this yeah. is miserable. Day 24. I think we should go home Look, now. you can see the rain in the, in the light there. And this is the beginning of that same evening, and it's less rain, obviously. But in certain shots, you do see it. Nice big blown out back there. I like that ladder. Yeah. It looks like we had a budget. <laughs> <laughs> I actually wish we... I added that damn smoke at the last minute, and I wish we didn't. Well, I like it. Yeah? Well, good. No, I like it, too. It's oh, very really? mystical. Yeah. Oh, well, nice. You don't like it? I it, Because it's a mismatch from the shot before. Oh, who cares? Uh, Come on. And they've, they've gone. They've moved. Yeah, someone was smoking. 
<laughs> Someone was a, a pack of smokers walked by. Holy shit! Oh man! And How you doing? I think you know this is something I know I really related to was coming home and there's a guy you went to high school with or you grew up with who is now a cop. Did that happen to you? Oh yeah. Because there's, you know, if you stay around your town long enough, you, eventually somebody's gonna become a cop. I think I asked someone, "Why would you do it?" And said, I couldn't think of anything better to do. <laughs> I was like, well, that's, that's a good motivation to go be a cop. <laughs> oh, cool. And plus the benefits, man. If I get shot, I'm like, mm. he's so funny. <laughs> he's so funny here. This was amazing because it was again, like I said, it was last day of shooting, and he showed up, and it was his only scene. And it was this like world of energy where everyone was laughing out loud for every take he did. Yeah, it was really. Fun. He's amazing. I don't know if you just saw him on uh, Six Feet Under. He, yeah, just he, did, he was extraordinary. He scares the shit out of me now. Yeah, <laughs> he's. It's great. He's a really talented actor. But all of these parts of these these like losers were cast so well. Like they all did such a great job. Yeah, and Michael uh, Michael Weston here is the only person I knew of everyone in the movie before. Really? Yeah. Nice. So what the? You can see the rain there. Yeah, and the light just in the background. A big football player or something? I didn't see it. Oh, uh, yeah, just this thing. Fucking De Niro and shit. What? He's awesome. Yeah. Deer Hunter? I don't know if it was your philosophy Man. to not do a lot of takes, but we really didn't do very many. I don't know if as an actor you prefer not to, or... I mean, obviously we had budget constraints, but more than most directors, we really moved on. I think I knew. I think I just had such a specific thing in in my mind what I what how I wanted to do it, and so when, when we got it, I just I I've, I've always maybe I'm stupid and, and knock on wood. I hope it doesn't bite me in the ass, but I but I I'm always one of those people who's like when you got it, move on. Yeah, which wow. is like, I think what when you're moving at this pace, when, when what slows people down is they they get a t good take and then they go and try and get a safety. You know. Yeah. Well, this uh, this is day one of shooting. Yeah, and we shot this scene. And that walking in. In like three takes. And we were almost <laughs> done with our shooting day at lunch. Yeah. I remember the crew looked at me and they were like, what are we doing? We can't move this fast. Like everyone was freaking out. That well, we I was almost trying to finished at lunch. We did finish at lunch and I was trying to show off a little bit. Uh, well, first of all, I knew that everyone was going to be looking at me like, can this guy pull this off? So Michael Lerman and I, the first AD, particularly scheduled an easy day. And... Uh, and I, we did I, it really I, I fast. Also, it was an easy day, and I booked through it. So everyone was like, it was a lunch, and they were like, well, the producers were like, don't you want to shoot anything else? And I was like, no, we're done. They're like, we'll hit it hard tomorrow. And the crew was like, very happy. And there's uh, some additional scenes are out of this house as well. Yeah, we cut out. Those will be, we'll talk about those in the outtakes. Uh, Judy, why don't you start off talking about the golf room? Well, that was also scripted, this this idea that there's this basement, the parents' basement, that's the guy's just like a golf fanatic. So... We really loaded it up with golf stuff. I think <laughs> some of it shows. I don't know what you're talking about. What? I developed this little item. It's just like Velcro, but it doesn't make that the Velcro noise. Walls and walls of golf balls, and there's a lot of little details like that golf ball, like bar spigot. And this is just a practical basement in somebody's home in South Orange, is it? Wally with like seven foot ceilings. Yeah. Yeah. Very, it was, it was a nice it was, old couple. I don't think they had any clue what type of scene we were going to shoot in their basement. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Judy, you spent a lot of time with them. This is actually one of my favorite uh, production design shot and edited sequences. Well, I just, it's one I, of the most editorial sequences in the movie, if not the that's most. That's amazing. In terms of number of cuts, probably, right? Yeah. This is one of the first things Myron cut. Uh, the, the ecstasy scene, he came out to the set 
uh, where we were shooting because we, we cut while we were shooting and in my trailer he showed me his first pass of the of the tripping sequence and I was just so blown away by it granted at the time it was like probably 20 minutes long <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like 40 minutes it was like the wedding scene in Deer Hunter but uh, <laughs> but uh, but it was amazing and, and we, we, we ended up you know, obviously cutting it down but uh, I was so excited at your first pass of this I remember coming to your trailer and showing you, and you returned to me, and you're like, "This is gonna be a good film, isn't it?" I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be a really good. Film. I was like, "We might, we might have something here, man." I, I was very excited. Guess I'll see you guys later. And Larry, why don't you talk a little bit about the, the style of which we did the, this sort of ecstasy tripping? We did all in camera, all in camera uh, tricks. Yeah, well, the first trick we did was we just ramped, which is when you change the camera speed in camera. Uh, and you can do it a sort of on a flick of a switch, and we just went sort of haphazardly between six frames per second, which makes everything move really fast, to 24, which is normal, to 40, which is slow motion, and just randomly did it and had I them go at it. I was actually on the it. button. Yeah, they, they just, these guys just improv and Larry would, was panning around, and then I had my finger on the switch, so I would just, mm -hmm. like, hit it from different speeds. And it's just great, is you get these sort of accidental moments of sped up and then changing speeds, which really are kind of random and haphazard, but in a, in a way that I think helps. I love know. this one. Has it been done much in other features? Because I don't think I've ever seen it that I can It's remember. a big music video thing. Yeah. It's a video thing, Well, right? I don't yeah. know necessarily going down to six, but you certainly ramp a lot. There's a great one here where yeah, she starts laughing right yeah, there yeah, yeah, yeah. that I like right after she yeah. kisses this girl. That, where you see it go really it, fast and then it goes, and then goes back. Right there. <laughs> this is... Very funny. I like this. <laughs> My palms are just sweating. And I love how you you're about to break out of this, uh, Larry. It just it's this really great. Isn't Peter looking at the lens here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think he does. We can point out there's another. He's actually uh, looking at large. There's right. another looking in the lens moment too. We'll point it out later. This is great right here. Large. That's a cool one. That was sort of. I love how you put that in, Myron. That was, I don't, you know, we, I didn't plan on. Oh, really? Uh, I just thought you planned it. I don't think I did. No, we had we had planned to go from six on that pan, so it was a little bit robotic. Oh yeah. But yeah. I didn't Maybe think it would end up that. in there. I look cool. This is hot. <laughs> She's so hot. <laughs> I've had people ask me, "Who is that?" A lot girl? of people ask me about Amy Ferguson. I, I think I've gotten more questions about her than <laughs> than anything else in the movie. <laughs> I love this cut coming up. Well, actually, I really love Peter and that girl next to him just staring. It's a great sort of <laughs> Yeah, I, I want it to be like they're just mesmerized. Like, it's hot. You know, everyone's just sort of like, wow, shit, that's hot. We're going to all get laid tonight. <laughs> and then this next technique that's coming up is just sort of time lapse. Like, you normally do time lapse, but instead of sort of the big budget way where you maybe green screen or motion control... We uh, did it in camera, and Zach just stayed as still as he possibly could. And actually, in order as to get this shot, they would, they would like, these guys would, amazing, this is like 10 in the morning, and these guys are improving all this <laughs> stuff like that, and I'm just still, and they would go for like 15 minutes, just and going around and having a party, and I would just stay still. And try not to blink. It's, it's amazing. It for came out about looking, 10 it minutes. It came out 10 times better than I ever imagined it was going to. It's pretty amazing. All right, Judy, begin. Well, <laughs> the beach towels in the windows, this kind of downscale house that Peter Sarsgaard lives in. And um, I have to say about those beach towels is that I was waiting for the perfect moment to cut the holes in them for the lights to come through yeah. and the 
Grip decided to go ahead and do it while I wasn't looking. So. <laughs> <laughs> I've never quite recovered from that one. Well, it looks amazing, so he, whatever. It came oh, out. I think the shafts look good where they are. Would you have done, would you have cut them differently? I just wanted control over it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hired Judy because I had seen some of her work and, and Victor Vargas and um, per, Personal Velocity. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Personal Velocity. And I, I saw that movie and, I, and there was just a kitchen scene. And I said, Judy, I, I want you to take what you did there and do it times 100. And I yeah. think that's what you did in this room. But you kept saying, am I going to get personal at Personal Velocity stuff in this kitchen? And there was a glue stick in Personal Velocity. So I stuck a glue stick in every single pile of mess in every set in Garden State. I just think this, this, this is one of the best production design scenes in the movie. <laughs> I mean, this this kitchen looked nothing like this, and you really oh, no, did it. It's a very clean, cute little house. It was also a tiny, tiny kitchen. It must yeah. have been about a ten by ten kitchen. It's to pretty small. Yeah, I remember the producers were like, "You can't shoot in something that small." <laughs> but you? the good thing about this location was you could see right from the living room through the dining room into the kitchen, so you had that depth to work with a little bit. Mm -hmm. I love and again, there's a look at the cat food thing behind there. I love that. There's <laughs> yeah, like little, there's still, and the empty, the empty gallon of milk on the on the furnace. And, the, and there was a great detail of the cat litter trays lined up on the floor, but I don't think that. Made look at the wallpaper. Those little squares of wallpaper on the door. I love those. <laughs> and the towel, the flower towel behind the night. It's everything. It's just, it's just, uh, it's it's like a, a painting. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. Yeah, you love mess and stuff. Huh? I love mess. It's my favorite thing. And like <laughs> That's your specialty. Those, Venetian blinds. those were new Venetian blinds before we got a hold of them. Your specialty is clutter. <laughs> and Judy, this was this was part of our sort of green brown set, right? Yep. In terms mm -hmm. of this was the first set that had some. Well, the golf room had some color, but this was where we started really playing with color, and this used a lot of green. Um, even though green's like considered a cold color, I think it gives a sort of warmer feeling here, and that sort of progresses through the rest of the movie. And you'll see later in the movie with uh, Peter's bedroom also has uh, that that same color palette. Yeah. How did you come up with green? What what made you want to go in that direction? Well, it's a color I like a lot on film for just intuitive reasons, but I also I didn't want to start right away with really warm tones like we use in Natalie's house later on in the movie. I wanted to sort of progress to that. So go to something sort of in between that stark white that we have in Large's family's house and uh, and start using more color and color that can give a kind of... I mean, these greens have a lot of yellow in them. Yeah, I, so, I always thought of it like, uh, you know, in the spirit of, of the garden state, that it, was, that it just felt like more... Um, Alive, you know, even though it was completely yeah. cluttered and gross, that it, it had some like you know, life to well, it. Well, our know? family lives there, and they really you know interact with each other. Look at that little uh, thing on the windowsill. There's like a little. There's like grass growing in. A, in a, <laughs> it in might a, be a chia pet. Is it a chia pet or a gra <laughs> it looks like grass <laughs> in a coffee? But you know, in as opposed to sort of Large's house, which is sort of cold and empty. Yeah, you really get the sense that people live here. And then the animals, and those were, you know, important elements in the non-largest house sets. That yeah. there was some life to them. My mom didn't. I love the way that that whole scene is edited. <laughs> Not this to struck great. you, but that's a good edit. We cut a lot. There's out a of lot of stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, it's also really hard to cut. You know, people sitting around a dinner table. For our kitchen table talking and and make every, it every film has it every film and that one was just so much fun to cut even though it was tough to 
We had Jeez. to cut a lot out of there. I mean, on the on the outtakes, I think you'll see the. I hope I hope you'll see the entire scene. That there's a much longer version of it. This scene as well. Shut up about those fucking tapes, okay? I love this shot. This one. The wide shot. Oh, yeah. oh, the wide shot's great. We should always have those in every movie. Well, when we were cutting it, it was tricky because we were, on, you know, cutting on an avid. And it was such a little monitor that I, we we were like, you know what? We got it. We got to imagine on a screen. It's gonna be huge. So we. We, we, we used a wider shot than we necessarily would have if we were just going off the avid. And actually, when we finally went to L.A., we got the biggest fucking TV we could get just to make sure we could start understanding the wides because right. you, you're really tempted to not use those wides because you just can't see the detail. Yeah, you can't see the detail. And then you go see them on a huge screen and you go, wow. That's the, that's the thing. When you, shoot, when you shoot a movie particularly wide and you cut on a computer, you got you to gotta sort of uh, you know, adjust for the fact that it's going to be huge one day. And that's the real tough thing with small movies. I mean, even now big movies, they don't they print don't film. Yeah. You don't go mm -hmm. to the theater and watch dailies in a projected you know, arena where you can see it that big. And, and it really makes for most movies being really about close-ups. Nice to see you. Nice to see you, too. Oh, she oh, was guys, great. Yeah. I'm staying here all day because I took the batteries out of the carbon monoxide detector. It was beeping all night. <laughs> the best exit line ever. That's <laughs> 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 excellent. <laughs> And here is a very quotable line. And you know what? I'm okay with We almost cut this line, Zach. <laughs> I know. This was something. Oh, really? Well, yeah. Myron, Myron tried to cut it, and I said, no fucking way. I know. It's a great way to build his character. And then we steal this shot later from the movie. Well, we've talked about this one enough. I know. We did an anatomy of the scene of this, but not all of our listeners have seen that, so let's talk about it again. <laughs> Well, it's a mundane environment, obviously. It's a doctor's waiting room, which we've all been in. I think we, we tried extra hard to make it seem kind of cold and um, I wanted the, Those were all the chairs that were there, but I, I wanted them all lined up like an auditorium almost. So we, we really just used pretty much everything they had because we, we couldn't afford to start from scratch on this room. Well, we found that great location sort of last minute, too. Yeah. That's one of my favorite cuts right there. Oh, this you stole because that dog wasn't really. The dog was on his way. That was the dog fucking up. He that was, was like, an outtake, yeah. Yeah, the dog was running to, to somewhere to its like its owner, and uh, and you put that in there. I thought that was great. It's like the the shark circling yeah. his victim. Yeah. <laughs> this is hot. <laughs> I love the left leg coming up and trying to get balance. The grossest thing was that the dog had a full on erection, and I could feel it on my leg every time. Oh, you loved it. Did you have an erection? I. <laughs> I didn't get hard till like the third take, but <laughs> then I was rock solid for the rest of the day. <laughs> that dog is working you. Yeah. Ice. He's loving me up. There are actually a couple takes there was dog semen on my on my no. No. I swear. I swear. He got very excited. Like this yeah, part. Yeah, right that, that part right He's there. trying to get an angle on yeah. me. <laughs> When dogs hump legs, do they actually think they're gonna, like something's gonna happen? They, <laughs> they do. I mean, well, do they, they go long enough? <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, that's fantastic. I like how you. So this woman did such a good job too, playing the blind woman. And she wasn't really blind. She wasn't really blind. You know that she wasn't really blind. <laughs> <laughs> or was she in character offset? I didn't know. She's method, so she was bumping into walls all day. This is also, again, an editorial scene, and it's, you know, and it's parts we, I know just in its simplest form, 
we talked about spreading them out early in the scene. There's sort of three steps, you know, her introduction, then here they are separated, and then she moves to a, a chair next to him, and that's, you know, when they finally connect, because it's a fairly long page count for this scene. So we tried to build, like, just a simple method of visually bringing them together over the course of this dialogue. But editorially, uh, you know, you had a lot. I mean, this was one of the more covered scenes we did. We did yeah, about 14 points of coverage or something like that. There was a lot of coverage, but it just really came together really well. I think we sort of brought out Natalie more. Um, but, yeah, it was just amazing how well it was like butter. Oh my God. So it was easy, you're saying. <laughs> the performances were just amazing in this scene, I have to say. Oh, and your dad gives you the thumbs up. This is one of the, the scenes where we got a glimpse at how amazing Natalie was going to be. You know, she just ran with it in the scene and really went beyond anything I imagined she was going to do. Just the stuff where she's just shifting back and forth between laughing and and uh, and being serious. Everything, but when we were little, he used to put on these. Really I guess it, you know, when I say it's easy, it just it really was. You just l listen to the performance and let that be your guide, and yeah, that really dictates how you cut. You know, and there, it's it's easy to say that you're going to use uh, a certain angle at a certain time, but it's usually always performance that guides you along the way. Gotta fill out your forms. What are you listening to? I love the way the, 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 that we uh, short-sighted this stuff too. For those of you who don't know, that's when uh, you, you really put the person on the opposite side of the frame that, that you would normally see them in. Um, and so the, the, the look space is on the other side of their, their head. Which just uh, photography-wise, I just think it looks really cool. Was that her sort of bundled up in herself or her knees are up in her yeah, chest? Yeah, she was, was that her thing? Yeah, yeah, she yeah, did all that. That's this great. is the one shot in the movie that I don't like. <laughs> it, but this that, one right there. I'm I think amazed. it looks amazing. You guys are so. And Nally like, doesn't like it either. Oh, she's that I right? Every, every time shot. I see it with her, she cringes. I'm. The, you know what though? The theory <laughs> behind it, I loved. When we saw it, I was like, ah, oh, they'll probably won't use it. But the theory I behind it, it, if you know, is we're you know obviously an objective points of view here. We're sort of their two eyes, and they're looking at each other, and we're looking from sort of an objective point of view. And for one take. I we go very close eye lines. No, so no. she's almost looking right in the lens. And so it's this moment where he's really connecting with her for the first time. And he's looking at this person and thinking, who are you? So in theory, I love the idea behind the shot. I'm still amazed you guys used it because I remember you watching it and going, ah, I don't know. Thank you. Well, first of all, we didn't have anything else to <laughs> we, use. We needed to use it. We didn't have anything else. And we would have had to reshot it, reshoot it. But, um, well, you had overlapping coverage from the other stuff. Yeah, but there was nothing, nothing to match his. Oh, whatever. Let's not dwell on this. I just, <laughs> not, it's my only shot in the movie. I don't like. But that. you know, with other that said, that, you're a I really like it. <laughs> just like for the it. record, I love that shot. Yeah, a I, lot of people like it's. People are very polar on that on that one shot. I, I just want to say on the record that I think Zach's a genius. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Am I better than Ang Lee? Just tell me right uh, now. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> we're tied. Tell us we're tied. T tied. All right. Thank you. <laughs> No, Ang Lee's a genius. Now this, Judy, you can speak to this, but this is actually shot in the back of like a emergency medical this, place, yeah, like and an part ambulance of that room station. Is real and parts of part we built to match it. And um, for me, it was challenging when I read that sight gag in the script because I think there's a danger with something like that with the diploma on the ceiling that it can just look like wacky and unreal. And we wanted to, and I know that Zach wanted to, you know, keep it organic so that you actually believe that that thing could actually be on the ceiling. So we tried to give a, a slight. Um, 
you know, just a sort of slight gritty realism to this doctor's office that I think helped sell it. You kind of believe that could actually be there. And I like it's very warm, too. I think this yeah. is the warmest set so far in the movie. Uh, and it's where he's going to get some some much needed uh, paternal advice. Yeah, the wood the wood really helps with that, and I think it would, it made this an important location. And I love the fact that it isn't uh, like a modern office, too, Judy. I like that that it's 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 very homey and cozy. And a lot of mess on his desk, unlike unlike his father's desk. Right. I like the um, we did a bunch of different versions of uh, revealing the diploma that were just straight up, and then. Then we did somewhere with the pause, and I think the it's, I'm so glad that uh, we did that pause. Well, the pause is great because the pause is is uh, what makes it. But that wall behind Zach is what is a built wall. Yeah, the wall behind him is the fake wall. But because there are diplomas everywhere, I think you buy that there are diplomas yeah. on that one. Yeah, that's what sells it. Yeah, we had to put we had to put a lot. This guy's a genius doctor. <laughs> Ron Liebman. You know, our bodies are capable. This scene uh, slightly drove me crazy because of the continuity. Yeah, Ron Liebman's an amazing actor. He's not Captain of the SS continuity friendly, <laughs> <laughs> so it was tricky to uh, cut his uh, eyeglass his eyeglass acting. But um, we did shorten the, sh the in defense of him. We did shorten the scene. Yes, um, we did. But that having been said, it was tricky to cut. But I, I, as I said before, I always choose performance over continuity because uh, I don't, I don't really care if at the end, of, you know, you try your hardest, but at the end of the day, I don't care. It really is editing 101. You just don't, you don't. If the performance is really good, you're not going to notice the continuity. But there's a lot of people that don't do that, man. I, I've seen. No, that. they obsess about it. There's a lot of editors who will always do. No, sorry, the continuity is not right, and I think that's a mistake. But the performance is horrible. Yeah. And you lose someone's just really good acting because their glasses are in the wrong place. I think, who cares? We do it all the time on Scrubs. You know, I'll come around the corner and I'll be in a completely different clothes. <laughs> you know, Bill doesn't really care. I mean, it's, he'll always choose performance over over continuity. Yeah, let the film geeks sort it out. Yeah, go for it'll what give, works. It'll give people something to talk about. Yeah, you're all right. You're alive. I love that. Yeah, he I love that shot too, Larry. <clears throat> oh, yeah. oh, Larry, talk about this thing. This was tricky. Yeah, well, initially we talked about doing this shot as a crane move, a little jib arm. And it was, again, a tiny practical location where we couldn't fit it in the room. So Sandy Hayes, who was our Steadicam operator, actually stood on a bunch of Apple boxes and did that move, which is really tricky because you have to keep it really still. Uh, and tried to replicate a crane. And it looks like a crane. I mean, he did. He says that's yeah. him on it's a heck of a move. Yeah. He did a really good job, Sandy. So are we really Judy, I think that fake bench looks really real. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say. It does look real. Looks looks like it belongs there. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great that POW flag in the back. Yeah, it's just amazing. How you and you can't. And there's a v, it says uh, VFW, VFW or something. Yeah. yeah. We uh, got lucky on our. I like exteriors, this shot a lot too. You know? By the way, I like that that the that, single of me with that red line of the building. Yeah. I think is really cool. That was planned. Yeah. yeah. We chose location because of that. Yeah. Well, we did choose a location because of the, of the arrows. arrows. That is I true. love those arrows. And the, the arrows. final wide shot here. Yeah, the final wide shot's incredible. Yeah, we this building was something. amazing because it reflects the sky. It just like a spaceship. Yeah. And the arrows are going in two different directions. Like the, like like these two people exactly. passing passing <laughs> in the wind. Well, I love that little strip of red there. I think that's cool. Thanks. 
Judy, <laughs> how long did it take you to put that building up and paint it red? Was, you know, it, I think I spent like a, a day and a half on that one. <laughs> we shot this movie actually in 24 days, which is uh, that, not a lot. A, it's hard to believe, isn't I it? I know. Well, we initially had 25. We lost a day due to scheduling. And Here uh, come, uh, here come the, these, these the arrows that I chose the location for. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. There they are. Where are the arrows? <laughs> Those were there. We didn't touch them. <laughs> <laughs> you said you hated that I, shot. You hate this shot I more. I hate this shot too. Just because it feels hokey. You know, well, the thing you know, with we, we had a lot of tow. You know, this is the camera. The motorcycle was on a trailer being pulled. And we had, Larry and I were going to do a bunch of these. And then I saw the dailies from this and I was like, we're not doing any more tow shots the rest of the movie. Yeah. We'll just do like car to car. So stuff. we just would, you know, we did car to car. But you had trouble with this bike, right? Yeah, it never worked. Ever. <laughs> it never, ever worked. It's raining here, too, by the way. <laughs> we we shot in probably the rainiest May of I've never, uh, I lived in Jersey up. my whole life, and it never rained as much as it did when we were shooting this it movie. Every not time just rainy, but cold, too, right? It rained every day. It, yeah. And when we go inside, and it would, it would the sun would come out. <laughs> No, I mean, I, the shot doesn't bother me. It just looks, it looks fake to me. It looks like we're being towed to me, but maybe not to most people. Yeah, I'm sensitive to it as well, but yeah, it does sort of so feel... So we just never did it again. You know, yeah. it's not that you're being towed. It's just that the camera's so steady uh, off to the left. Or it's... it's maybe we should have shook it. <laughs> it's a bit like that. <laughs> well, that's why the rest of this, anything else with the motorcycle is uh, off, off the back of a pickup truck. Okay. But don't try and like kidnap me or anything, cause or something like that. Process trailer. Process trailer. There's my there's my jargon. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Fake stop sign, Judy. Good work. Thanks. That was a tough one. Oh, uh, this house. Now this is the same house that you'll later see where the pool is. Right. And this was another rainy day. Yeah, it rained here. <laughs> it rained the whole day. Oh my God. It was this was a, that was here. a great angle to shoot that house yeah. from, too, because it, it made it look much more massive. And Natalie was very courageous letting us shoot a flaming <laughs> arrow at her toes. Did someone throw that? No, someone shot it at her foot. <laughs> and this was Natalie's first day. This first day, first, first shot. shot. Yeah. There you go. And I, and I, and I did it only one take because I was trying to show off <laughs> that I would move really fast. <laughs> That's actually a really smart thing for people to do. <laughs> I recommend that. <laughs> no, no. I've, I've actually heard that from numerous people. They yeah. say, first shot. Day one, do one take even if it's garbage and move on. <laughs> just so the crew knows you have that in you. So they don't think you're a Kubrick. Yeah, I'm reading this R Richard Lester, uh, Steven Soderbergh book, and uh, they talk about how they would just, it's better to look confident and move on. Well, that's why I play that whole day that way. Because the first day I was like, Lerman, let's make a day that looks busy, but when you and I know we can <laughs> shoot it really fast. It was remarkable. And then we wrapped by lunch, and I looked like a rock star. I like also the uh, the missing uh, number here, Judy. Yeah, and that's that was, a nice uh, detail. That was planned and uh, <laughs> she I had looks to adorable make them keep going over shot. it so you could read it. Now, Judy, this is all you. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> this house is full of animals and crazy stuff, and the centerpiece. The center, the piece de resistance. The piece de resistance is the uh, hamster habitat, which you will get a shot of later. Um, and it took a set dresser, I think, two days to put that thing together. <laughs> but he had a good time doing it. <laughs> he he had so much fun, and and the, it actually goes up through the ceiling and into Natalie's room, which we'll we'll see later, which is pretty funny. Yeah. I'm sorry, the place is a wreck. I did an amazing job in here, Judy. I, I this is like ten times better than I ever could have imagined it. 
Thanks. I love this scene too because as soon as you enter it, it's this whole new world of warmth and coziness. And well, this is where we really went all out for the warm colors and the clutter and the colors and the fabrics and you just you know kind of just want to get in there and relax on one of those couches. Yeah, it's so cozy and just like little little touches on that bulletin board. Uh, behind me. And I love the sea. People can't really see it, but there's a poster of a seal above the fish tank. Oh, yeah, the poster of the seal is great. And there's lots of just animals and flowers and plants just everywhere, pictures of them. There it is. Here we go. We shot the hell out of this thing, and this is the only <laughs> shot of it that made it in. And that was a reshoot. Yes, it was. Yeah. That Had was a reshoot? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm no, gonna... no, I think we used... No, no. No, that was a reshoot. Yeah. We didn't have that shot, and then I demanded that shot. Really? And, yeah, we and shot it at the that fireplace. That poor set dresser had to go rebuild yeah. that thing. <laughs> That's right. We photographed it in such but a I detail. But I thought the reshoot so was just that. for close-ups. No, no it, was, it, was it was for that, that wide shot. shot. Yeah. Because I don't know why I demanded it. I just figured. I like it that you demanded it. I want more <laughs> hamster. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole point was that shot. That you know, is sort of, you know, the reveal of that sort of crazy. And look at the bird wallpaper there. Yeah. Just, it's everywhere. This thing, yeah. the, this family, and the way that you distress the walls, it just looks so real. Sometimes I think yeah. distressing on on stuff doesn't look real, but this yeah. the really, real people weren't so happy with it. I know we took over this house. Yeah, they thought we were going to make it into some pretty Martha Stewart house. Yeah, we trashed it. Yeah, this the floor has very um, squeaky wood floors, which was not the best for sound. Yeah, we had to put carpets. See, there's the hamster. The See him up in there. Yeah, it was came through the ground, but. We had a shot that showed that, but we didn't use it. Oh, yeah. Right there. And this dog, that dog painting. <laughs> I know. That's the best in the shot. That's and I love the woven around. the woven backgammon board. Is that what that is, Judy? Yes, it's a, it's a needlepoint backgammon board. Way more fucked up than yours, okay? I mean, this room is just, this is your masterpiece. Oh, it was so much fun to do. Just, like, try to get into her character and get all this crazy stuff. Really play with colors. It's so warm. It's like this womb. Yeah. This was actually one of my favorite uh, scenes in the script when yeah. I first read it. Me too, Zach. And the line, you're really Jewish. Yeah. <laughs> Coming from a girl born in Jerusalem is <laughs> right. funny. Particularly funny. Talk about how, Larry, when we shot this, we, we, we debated the idea of doing the whole scene as a one And we almost did. I mean, there's a, little, have there's a little cut right here coming up, just it cuts a little closer. And, but for, for the most part, it's really this one shot with her rambling on, and she crosses in front of him and then sits down. And, and then it is a long take of them joining, of, of having that sit-down conversation, which I love. When we started shooting it, though, it was all working in this wide one and then we were like... As backup, we sort of we said, like, all right, you we'll know give what? a point of coverage. Yeah. yeah, we were like, you know what? There's a chance this whole scene could play in one, but then then we decided not to. And like any editor, if you give them the coverage, damn it, they'll use it. Well, I remember when I first <laughs> met Zach, Zach was like, we're going to shoot a lot of this film in, as oneers. And I was like, okay, yeah, it sounds great. You might want to just shoot a little bit of coverage. <laughs> um, but I do love this, this is a great very sort of tiny little move. And I love the dialogue in this because there's a thing in here where she's like, "We're not gonna like make out, are we?" That's actually is is something very familiar. 
Like you, you've, you've had, actually, a, you've had well, a lot no. of girls tell you that. No, where you're just having a moment, and it's like, oh my god, yeah, where, the where awkward do I make out. Yeah. <laughs> and she sort of, you know, verbalizes what's going to happen. The fact that you don't make out happen. after saying that is just great. Yeah, just the yeah. awkward, that awkward tension before when there's potential to make out and it's not going to happen. Yeah. yeah, it's just you can feel it as the camera sort of pushes in very slowly. Uh, but I, but I, I don't think Large was had any in, no. intention of trying. <laughs> no. He's just no, happy that, to have a friend. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> But that you can feel this connection brewing, which is really what, like her watching you here. Yeah, it's great. And that's where the sort of lack of coverage can sometimes really help you out because, you know, you, you, you never have a chance to sort of break away from the moment and it feels a little bit more real sometimes, I think. Yeah, and I think it shows that the actors are creating it instead of it being created in the editing room. Sure. Oh my, I am so lean. That was like really, I'm, I'm sorry. I forget I just said that. I'm, that's dumb. And you know what I do when I feel completely unoriginal? Love, love. No, this whole thing. I used to do this when I was a oh, kid. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I was a kid, I used to feel really like, I mean, I, I was I was sort of an old soul. I was like already worried about like the fact that my life would have no meaning as a child. <laughs> so I was like, wow, I'm just a dime a dozen. I'm not original or anything. So I would do this. I would make like the craziest noise I could think of, and then, and then I would do a wacky gesture along with it because the wow. noise itself, someone could have made that noise. But I figured if I coupled it with a crazy <laughs> gesture, there was no chance anyone had done it in that spot. They may have done it elsewhere, but not on that spot. And it would it made me feel like okay, I've done something unique. Now look at the shot, the the, the dog poster, and the monkey over. Well, the, the dog looks a lot like Natalie. Not, I mean, uh, she's <laughs> oh a dog. God. No, I mean, like, look at, look at the hair. Don't worry, Larry. We'll edit that out. <laughs> All right. <wait. laughs> look at the hair. You got to see a wide shot. There it is. I think that's the most adorable thing ever. We moved that there for, on purpose. All right. All right. It's very subtle. This actually, I remember it's supposed to be sunset. Yeah, I told you I wanted, I wanted my uh, my Terrence Malick uh, yeah. Days of Heaven light. And then it was noon, and Terrence they shoot all that at dusk, you know, magic era. But you're a magician. And he said, uh, I said, yeah, but they shot most of that movie <laughs> in like the last hour of the day. He goes, yeah, but you know, it's noon, we can do it. <laughs> and you did it. It can, it's all right. I love yeah, that. It works. This was Nally's joke. That was really funny. That was just improv, right? Yeah, she just she just said, wouldn't it be funny if we did this? And then we did it. It made us both laugh. Judy, uh, you had a lot of fun making this uh, pet cemetery, huh? Yeah, we um, you wanted a lot of stones in there. So Yeah, I kept um, saying more, more. We were all painting the stones. Some of them were memorials to our own pets, which I think is nice that they all ended up on the screen that way. And um, sort of finding pieces of fencing, like mixing and matching little pieces of fencing. Uh putting those gates up there, which ended up, you know, being a good joke. Funerals. And the leaves, you had to add a lot of these leaves, right? Oh, I think we brought in so many leaves. Why was that? Because, you know, I think ultimately it was because for based on the final shot, which is the covered swimming pool. And we wanted the leaves, wanted in leaves the on there. No, I was in the script. I wanted, I, I wanted it to be like, you know, these sort of dead, dead right. things everywhere. And then uh, the pool, too. I mean, talk a little bit about that. That was a pain in the ass, right? We had to get that. I think we finally ended up getting that on, like, a product placement and putting it together. And um, 
aging it. And that was part of a kind of circle and water motif that we had going a little bit, the, the water representing life, I guess, right, Zach? Well, and, and cleansing the, and, like, washing and, like, starting over and, like, yeah. beginnings. And there's water, uh, you know, throughout. Right, starting at the airport with those sinks. And anyway, I think it's what she wanted. This was Natalie's first day. This is the afternoon yeah. of that first day. Yeah. And here she has to do probably, you know, one of the more emotional scenes in the movie. I remember being on set when during her coverage, and I just couldn't believe what I was looking at. None of us could. I'm getting goosebumps now remembering it, but we just, like, she showed up this day, and she gave this performance, and we were all looking at each other like, oh, my God, this is going to be good. That's got to be tough to walk in day one, hour four. And everyone knows each other already. Yeah, and do this. She's just so cool, though. I mean, she was just... She was just so real. This was uh, Sunday. Oh my God. Why are you crying? I don't know. I'm sorry. No, how do you just cry on cue? I mean, you she, have, she has an enor enormous ability to just be in touch with sadness in her in her life, and she can just access it. I mean, we all we all have that in our lives, but we can't all just access it on a dime. And she can. It's it's extraordinary ability just to emote that that, and honestly, not just like not just like squeezing something in your head. Bring the focus back to jelly because. What could be ruder than talking about someone else who died when you're in the act of burying a close What was funny about this scene is that it was some of the most amazing performance. It was also the loudest location I'd ever heard. There was just oh, yeah. I think, wasn't there an airport nearby or something? Newark Airport. Or, it was very hard for our, our sound editors did an amazing job in the scene. Um, didn't really know you, Jelly. Uh, from what I hear, you're a good pet. Little trouble with the wheel, but... It's not funny. I like the little fence because in certain shots it looks like she has little angel's wings. I know you said that, and I, I told that Natalie that when we were watching it, and she was like, "I don't see it." But <laughs> I, I, I like to pretend they're there. <laughs> <laughs> She's a little angel, but it is a nice little thing. <laughs> see, there it kind of looks like it, right? Yeah. Well, you both have half a wing. <laughs> oh, and then together we become an angel. Yeah, you can come up with all kinds of revisionist <laughs> stuff on the DVD commentary. <laughs> And here's a nice little, actually, big-ass crane move. It's a fairly simply shot movie, but we do these couple little sort of crane shots and visual kind of things throughout. Now, this is sort of a God's-eye view. Was this, I don't know if we verbalized it, maybe we had, but that there's sort of his mother. I mean, because we do do the overheads quite a bit. We do it like no, four or me, five for times. for me, it was like, there was like the movie's really static, and then it was like at moments of... of of epiphany at moments of like new chapters opening sure. that, yeah. that there's like the freedom for the camera to move oh shit you scared the shit out of me you're always doing that why are you always doing that i haven't seen you in a while i know now here we obviously we've just come from natalie's house and back to the cold and this is as starkly different and as clean and uncluttered as yeah. her house is cluttered and i gotta give you credit larry that you weren't afraid of the white you know because uh we just went with it there and you shot it so beautifully. And we went cooler. We we sort of yeah. cooled the lighting so that it would s further differentiate it from her world. Yeah. And harsher and more hard edge. We actually shot her all of her stuff on different stock. We shot it on Fuji and all the stuff with her his father. We shot on Kodak. Why did you do that? Just a look. Because the Kodak was a little harder edge and cooler and a little bluer. And the the Fuji was a new stock that they'd come out with, which was a bit warmer and yellow and 
it just softer and they it, it felt like a nice way to sort of separate the worlds I just want to say that this is that scene was one of the first restructure scenes in the film yeah well, that was at a totally different place in the movie and we moved it up to there that was it, your idea wasn't it well and in fact doesn't he say we'll talk tonight and they don't talk until the next night right yeah or the next couple of nights no no just the next night it's just one night later right yeah i think it's one night later Lara, i really like this shot coming up yeah this is amazing and the way it's shot in the editing I love this little That's smile. That's a great look, man. Peter, man. He's doing nothing. I mean, this it's little like smile there's nothing there, but look at eyes. This. Look at that little tiny smile. I just love that. Yeah, it's a really We did a lot credit. of takes uh, with that, and that was the last one because he was he was looking a little defensive, and I said, keep that, but add to it like, what do you expect from me? And, and he just did that so subtly in his face. There's, There's Magoo, Magoo. Star of the movie. We knew that was going to make it into the movie. <laughs> oh, of course. It took Magoo most of the morning to do that. <laughs> yeah. You actually shot Magoo while the We were first, shooting something the else. The Pet Cemetery. The Pet Cemetery. Well, because Magoo supposedly would do that on the hour. But not, <laughs> not only at home does he, he do it on the hour. He performance anxiety, yeah. <laughs> I think Sandy was in the room with Magoo. <laughs> Magoo for like four hours, <laughs> yeah. and then he came out, and he was like, all right, he did it. Didn't he light a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> he, he as I, as I remember the story, the he, he came out of the cigarette like, I got it. <laughs> it was awful, but I got it. Come on. And now here, the skating alligator. I love this was part of a thing we did before we even started production. We did two things where we actually shot this little skating alligator on video. And uh, we, went and we, to some, we went to some ice skating rink in... Jersey. Yeah, in Livingston. I was um, scouted that my first day on the job. I remember that. Yeah. And I love uh, the fingerprints here on the uh, yeah. everywhere, which was a lot of fun. And they outline the uh, alligator. Yeah. Well, I wanted it in the script I wrote <laughs> that the alligator is sort of skating in and out of fingerprints. <laughs> <laughs> I love Natalie in the scene, too. You're the alligator? You can tell by the hair. <laughs> <laughs> She's so annoyed. Who that girl? She she could skate, yeah. and that must have been difficult. I got a letter. From, I got a letter from someone going, uh, "That girl could never do a double axle in that suit." <laughs> Did like, you really? Yeah. Just so you know. <laughs> but I like how it's indicated by sound. The double axle and. Land. Oh, I, mean, I love how supportive Tatembe is. <laughs> wow. Shut up. No, I mean your mom's right. You're really good. This is awesome, but we got. I love the magic of playback. What do you mean? Well, just that so you shot that scene. You know, the alligator skating around. Probably, you know. Oh right, you know. weeks weeks in advance of that. Right. And then just cutting it together, you know, you cut together something to play back on television. You have no idea how it's going to fit in, really. Right. Come on, you're giving me a hug too. Mom, come on. This was a hard day for us, Larry. But you know, and it's one of the scenes. It's one of the few scenes that we sort of did this on-axis pop coverage stuff. But this thing, because we were running a little behind, and we just we, we needed a turnaround or something, and we we popped in on that moment on a longer lens, and I really like it. Yeah, I, like I don't. It. I don't miss. And I remembered it was it was one of the days we sort of. 
we were just struggling to make the day at the end. And I, it was one of the only days we you and I argued. No, that was just the pool, wasn't no, it? No, we argued a little there. I hated you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> but do you remember what it was? It was just that we were we were behind, and it was hard for me. It was a challenging game for me to direct because it was a larger cast than I was no, used to directing, and. Uh, and, and a small were, set. And small sets, and there were lots of there were lots of pieces, and there were visitors that day. And it yeah, was just, who Natalie's agents or your agents or somebody's agents? One of Natalie's time. friends, and it was just uh, it, it was it was a hard day for me. I like the scene though. I remember that, and it turned out you don't see it. Oh come on, that's funny. I like the this. I like the way you lit this. This is really pretty. This was the last thing we shot, wasn't it? This was her last scene. This was Natalie's last scene. Oh, Natalie's last scene. But the last day. Yeah, this is her last scene, and she was in a great mood. I th was she drinking for real? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but she was. It was like a really fun and loose scene. Yeah, well, she did so much with it. You know, I, I told her this is like a. I'm not crazy about the door no, thing. No, I hate it. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It was an idea, and I I can't stand it. And yeah. I was like, ah, sound will help it a lot. It doesn't. I hate it. What yeah, I wish I could remove that it. That door light. You probably uh. could have. And this yeah. extra behind me is just drives me fucking crazy. <laughs> She's really working oh my, hard. Oh my god! I got another letter about her. Ugh. The woman no, I did. Same, wo same woman who didn't like the double axle said, and the woman in the bar scene behind you is very distracting. Yeah, she <laughs> no. was chewing it up. She was working hard. And actually, this is after Lerman told her to, uh, oh to my chill god. out a little bit. So this is her calm down. <laughs> in hindsight, I don't know why the hell we didn't just pull her out, but yeah, she was doing hey, her thing. What's up, guys? You're probably four takes in. Yeah, but she could have gotten up and gone to the bathroom. <laughs> Larry, it's always funny. I'm always thinking about, should I cross the line here? You know, and it, it just works. It just works to pop back. Yeah, I, it's one of those things with the whole 180-degree line. It's amazing how much you can get away with. All right, Larry, talk about this nightmare of a night. <laughs> this was this was the Waterloo of the night, and ironically, it's a scene, the whole sequence I really like. That's but the hottest shot in the movie right there. If people think she's naked underneath. Right. She's doing like a reverse sort of nudity thing, like going bottomless. They think that's what's happening, which is weird. Yeah. But no, this scene was <laughs> that same. It back, was back at a real point, pool. Back <laughs> <spoiler>. Yeah. <laughs> you got distracted. <laughs> is uh, it was tough. It was like one of these scenes again where we scouted it on a clear day, and you could see Manhattan in the distance. And we got there, and it was raining and foggy, and cold as all get up. And it was a very, very. And there was also day. a little, a little thing called the fifty-foot techno crane. Yeah, and Zach, we found this location, and we're like, we're gonna do this overhead because of this shot right here. Yeah, because of this shot right here. It's an eighty-foot pool. Eighty-four-foot pool, and basically the biggest crane in New York got there with about a foot to spare, but it was about as tricky a move as you could get. And this take probably is done. Right at the beginning of the morning, and this is, it was this, cold. This, this is the morning right here. Yeah, and and it was cold and really cold for you, Zach, being in the water. And uh, it was very difficult. And my crew was fantastic guys. Charlie Sharon, who was the key grip, had to do a move with that techno crane that was almost impossible. And John Velez, who was our gaffer, we sort of went with the fog and ended up backlighting it. And we went with all the elements that were working against us when we first showed up because of the rain. You had those huge helium balloons you couldn't we use. We couldn't use because it was too windy. And so we sort of reversed our, went to plan B really quickly and embraced all these elements. And actually, it gives it kind of this, 
magical quality that I really like. I love this light between yeah. us two. And that was something we found on the day, right, Larry? Well, we couldn't light inside the pool because we couldn't see it. So the only existing lights in this 84-foot pool were these two real <laughs> lights, no, but, but which I mean, this... didn't help us at all. And then when we came in, it just started flaring the lens in a really beautiful way. Yeah, so we embraced this is it. a really happy accident that this thing. And this was the only take that it flared like this. I, th I remember another one, she covered it and... Yeah. Or you covered it, and this was the one that sort of just worked, and you saw it in playback that night. Judy, you want to talk about this room? This is a, I think it was a really old mansion somewhere. It was not the Mawa. same one that we used for the exterior, and it was in pretty bad shape. I think the floor was sort of falling apart, so we um, we got a huge Persian carpet, which I think looks beautiful. Where did you get that? I know it was really expensive. We weren't supposed to walk on it. No, we weren't supposed to drive golf carts on it or anything. <laughs> and, uh, I remember and, you um, were very worried about the rug. <laughs> and uh, and we wanted that idea that he just didn't, like he just lived in this huge place with nothing. As a walk-in like, fireplace. The, with a fireplace and the golf cart, which comes up later. I mean, they sent me, they sent me away. They sent me to boarding school. That house actually was built like, in the 20s. And the guy who built it, his wife was coming down the staircase, tripped, fell, and died. Is that and he, true? And he never lived in it. Wow. And it's been empty ever since. Really? I, I knew there was some crazy yeah. story about that because the PA said they saw ghosts and everything. It's a famous house in Mawa, and it's, it's beautiful. And it has huge, all this hand. House. It has all this like craftsmanship it and hand-drawn stuff. It doesn't look like it's been touched stuff. since. Yeah, it's really yeah. sad and kind of spooky. <laughs> and if you invent silent Velcro, you can You too buy can have it. it. Yeah. Do you think anyone will invent silent Velcro now? <laughs> Where did you come up with silent Velcro? The idea was when in the original script it was during I wrote it during the dot com craze, so it was going to be a, a, a he had come you know people kids my age were waking up and finding out they were worth a hundred million dollars because their startup had sold. So, but then when that all fell apart, I, I realized I had to change it to something more current, and so I just I thought of a really crazy invention. Complete freak accident, you know. Was this was hard lighting for you because of the the mock fire look, right? Well, the wide shot was because, you know, like, I don't know, The Shining or something has a huge fireplace scene similarly, where you, you have to sort of make it look like it's all coming from the fireplace, which is really behind them. So we had hidden little nook lights hidden in the sort of uh, recesses of that big fireplace. And uh, and then we hid sort of other little things just to try to sell it as the fireplace but being you, the only light in the entire place. You did use the, the, the firelight a little bit, didn't you? We did. Like here, you were using mostly the firelight with just a couple of hidden sources. It's that guy, actually... Uh, that guy did an awesome job. I think it was Drew. Yeah. Drew Giratano. Uh-huh. It had fallen open. The, the latch on it was broken, and it would just randomly fall open. Like fucking latch, you know. It's... It's really amazing how much of my life has been determined by a quarter-inch piece of plastic, but... So anyway, she, uh, she fell back over the door and uh, hit her neck on the kitchen counter, paralyzing her from the waist down. Wow. Still want to compare fucked up families? But your mom was in the wheelchair long before you left. Yeah, well, I was nine. So they sent me to therapy and put me on these drugs that were supposed to curb my anger, and I've been on some form of them ever since. And uh, when I was 16, my psychiatrist's dad came around the conclusion that it probably wasn't the best environment for me to be growing up in, so he sent me to boarding school. And I haven't been home since. Until now? For her funeral. Till now.
now for her funeral. I can't believe the retarded quarterback's a pill popper. <laughs> Jesse? Where's the sauna? Oh, sure. He's in uh, Natsa, that, that woman? That oh, this shot girl. of her? Yeah, she's great. She's a talented. She's a talent. <laughs> Winter column. Um, but, you know, it's also this scene was one of the few scenes in the movie that we shot with two cameras. You know, most of this, the movie is very specifically designed to be just one camera, one shot at a time. And all that whole dialogue scene that we just did, we did with two cameras. My mom always says that when she can see I'm like working something out in my head. Well, because we, we had them, right? We, 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 we were able to have a couple two camera days and this was one of them. So we. I prefer not to. And I, it, it sort of took away from the specific composition elements, but it's a really long scene and, you know, you don't want to do it too many I times. Liked it. Sometimes it was helpful in the bathtub. We did it a little bit. That, that I think it was well because worth it. But we did it together, same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Cross covered it. Let's just talk about good stuff. This is my favorite scene in the movie in its completed form. This moment that they're having right here. What do you got? Judy, uh, my only yeah. my only prop or design problem in the entire movie is that those beer cans don't look like beer cans. It's a problem, you know. I always think you're I, drinking I orange soda. I, I hate those fucking beer cans. I, I don't like them either. I notice it every time I see the movie. I'm like, it doesn't look like we're drinking canned beer. It looks like you're drinking Tropicana or something. <laughs> <laughs> you can get drunk on that if you drink enough. <laughs> yeah. I guess I have that. And this is so great how we, we got, we convinced her to, I convinced her to tap dance here. She really didn't want to do it. Yeah. Oh, she didn't? No, she That's was like, I, I had presented the idea and she was like, no, 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 just say check the gate, check the gate. And I <laughs> said, no, just do one take and she did it. And I know you don't really like that move, Lair, but I oh, think I, think I, I kind of like that, that. It's just, just a mistake. A little but, tilt. Lair. Yeah, well, because... But she wouldn't do it that many more times. So we no, no, no. <laughs> and so I had no idea where she was going to be in the frame, and so I was anticipating it. But it's and great. It's, it. it's, it's sort of a it's it's improv, kind of you know? it's, sure. It, it, it listen, feels real to me. It's better than not having it in the movie. It's yeah. a great moment. And we can't. This is one of the few shots we came up with on on the day. We we're like, yeah. Well, it was a remnant of. There's a much bigger moment. Oh, he walks and a little bit, yeah. Just, I mean, there's stuff with him looking at pictures early in the movie as well. Myron, you want to talk about how he pulled an enormous scene out of the movie here? <laughs> well, um, the scene actually at one point included another character. In we'll the see film, it in the outtakes, you know, um, which is a big confrontation scene with Ian Holm. And after screening it with a bunch of audience, including Sundance, um, we decided to shorten it. I, I, I felt like. After a lot of dialogue-heavy scenes, we needed to uh, to move on. And this shot is actually it's a reverse. Is a reverse. Yeah, this was wide shot here. It's right here. Yeah, played in reverse because we didn't have it. I didn't, didn't have him actually lifting up from there. Judy, here's <laughs> <laughs> oh, the is green. Peter's room, and it's full of his. Well, we had to put some naked girl thing up there on the wall. I love that, that sticker. That, Great. That, that I love know. that sticker. This is a cool. This is actually in the real location where the kitchen was upstairs in a tiny upstairs room. A tiny upstairs room. Those mirrors were actually on the ceiling and the wall. I know, but I always take credit for them when people comment on okay. the scene. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad I know that now. Yeah. Those mirrors, Judy and, put uh, up. And then we got some guys like whole Dungeons and Dragons collection to like dress on those walls. Like the guy that basically invented it sent us like boxes and boxes. <laughs> I had to put a real change in the middle of the scene. Myron was not happy about that. 
which you know for you filmmakers right. out there is rare to actually do That's a, real a real change, change. in the middle of a scene now but why we did had you do to, that we had to because so many of our scenes had musical transitions yeah you don't want to have a real change with a musical overlap or you'll usually now. hear it especially with the indie because you're not plattering up the film under a large yeah. um Huge platter system. Oh, I didn't realize that's why you cut it there. Or we, that's we, why the, the reel was too long. We had to find a place to put it. Interesting. And, the there's next, a, and there's a musical cue leading into the scene, so you could have done the, ch the yeah. change at the beginning. Oh, it's interesting. like wall to wall music. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. But it's very rare that you see a, a real change in the middle of a scene like that. But I, I, I Actually, you see it a lot with big budget films, just now with indies. Um, the big budget films are just plattered up. They're at the big multiplex. So oh, never, okay. This is one of my favorite songs in the film. Nick Drake. Yeah, it's a nice song. And uh, we just drove around. On a, and this bothers me a little bit that the that the cars are going so slowly behind us, but <laughs> that they're stacked up because they don't want to pay. Yeah, it works better in like the close-up. I think it adds to the mood of it. It's nice. Yeah. Languid. People don't always notice it, but I, I love this shot. That the guy nailed, nailed it. Yeah, we yep. just were driving around, and this was uh, I gave school. this to Zach because I figured he'd like in the I movie. Said, Go get me some Columbia High School. <laughs> <laughs> we went to Maplewood and got that. This is a great shot. The, you know, have you been to Columbia High School? And, sh and have they seen? You haven't like I've, gone I've back. Saw, to I've been to a screening in Maplewood, and they and they all clapped when they when they saw the high school. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Handy World! We shot this in a real hardware store. Yeah. In Tenafly, wasn't New it Jersey. open? I think it was. <laughs> it open. was. It was open for. Business. It was. That's how low budget it was. Yeah, yeah. We, we could shoot here, but we're going to stay open. Yeah, you could shoot here, but we're going to be ringing the cash register through every take. Were they really open? I think they yeah, were. Yeah, and this is actually at night. This we had to shoot this part of it at night. I thought you killed. Yourself. It's nice when you change the title and you get a little garden back there, huh? That's right. It seems almost intentional. Who killed them? Judy, that was very, very. Because um, <laughs> I knew you were going to change the title. Oh, very smart of you. You remember Tina? She's anorexic, did gymnastics. Oh, gymnastics, Tina? How'd she do it? I don't know. And you had some uh, some lighting issues here, Larry. You didn't like the bulbs that were in there. Well, again, you know, with a smaller movie or or you work in a lot of practical locations, and this has just that horrific fluorescent lighting that would have taken a much bigger budget or just basically switch locations to not shoot here and try to try to relight this entire place. So we went with the real location, just augmented it with our own lights that had a lot of green color gel added to it to match. But there's the Fuji stock that we use is amazing because it sort of takes all that green out and neutralizes it. I'd like to talk to you both about a good opportunity. <laughs> this guy. For you and your loved ones. <laughs> That's a good look. That's when he's, that. When he's, when he's thinking, <laughs> I love when he's thinking of like, I imagine him at home, like memorizing the, the instructional tapes. <laughs> he has the biggest eyes. Well, he checks out Natalie's ass here, look. <laughs> that line, yeah, definitely. I use it a lot now when I don't want to give out information. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Why are you buying knives? I don't need 
that guy had a really quick transaction with that paint can. <laughs> <laughs> that always bothers me. It's like really? he, he had exact change. <laughs> I always thought he brought the he brought the can and then realized, oh, this is the wrong paint. Oh, well, like, you read into no, it more than I was. No. I was like, he bought it, but like he had exact change and it was already out, and he knew the tax. He had he, he had calculated himself what the tax would be. <laughs> no, 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 he got he got there and he realized he was in the movie. He had to get out. <laughs> I'm glad that we all have interpretations of why that guy is so quick at the counter with his fucking paint. They're not sharp enough. Okay. A major loophole in the handy world return policy is that they permit return. This we just did is oneers the whole time. You'll see a water bottle on uh, uh, some some crew water bottles. What on. really? I have never noticed that. Well, you're where about is to that? Look at the, where, the, where the gate meets the Hopefully cement. Stays at handy world for very long, except for Carl Benson. You know, you're about to see it. That's all I'm looking for. There it is. Oh, Sonny. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, I never noticed that. Now oh, dude, that's I've the seen this movie say. so many fucking times. <laughs> I, know, I notice everything. I notice when like background cars have almost flat tires. <laughs> I gotta see a guy about a nitrous tank. That's my favorite loop line of all time. I gotta see a guy about nitrous tank. I love this music cue here, Thievery Corporation. Yeah. And this was actually. You know, if you notice very quickly, we shot it at 60 frames per second and then at 90 frames, which we knew would make the fluorescence flicker. But uh, it's a sort of a mistake that's all right, you know? You like the little flicker. And here's our, uh, here's our, uh, one of our, one of our guys, uh, see him? Oh, oh, oh get out. Boy. I've noticed that before. Yeah. That's the only thing I've noticed. Wait, who was that? Was it? it was a crew member? It was one of the, one of the, one of the guys. Now oh. this sequence was... Much mesmerizing to me when I read the script. I thought I've always wanted to see camera obscura effect show up in a movie. Yeah. Cutting all of it. Sorry, you're not going to get a chance to see it. <laughs> you just, you, it just doesn't play. But the basic idea was that these guys are looking in peepholes, and and that even the image at the end of the hallway here is a lens taped to a peephole and creating what's a camera obscura effect on the wall, and you see what's happening inside the hotel room. Now right. it just it, looks like they're. It didn't work. So it just done visually, it. it was too confusing. So now we, we made it look like uh, they had rigged a, a video camera and exactly. a projector to the wall. But Judy, you want to talk a little bit about this? One of our only sets we this built. This was one of our few built, you know, built, built sets that we built completely from scratch, and uh, we wanted to make it look like the bowels of the motel, basically. So it added a lot of conduit and. That shit was hot. I gotta go drop some it looks great. Junk. And this is a real. This was how the hallway of this, this hotel was the real really motel. was. <laughs> yeah, this is a low. Yeah. This is a down and I dirty think, hotel I think, just across I think, the I tracks. I think the presidential suite is eleven dollars, <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with a whore. But <laughs> <laughs> well, when we we shot that couple having sex two days before we started shooting, and I remember the crew and myself like, were this like, be a "Is good this shoot. a porno?" <laughs> like it was the closest thing to shooting porn. It was hot though, right? <laughs> we were all like, all the guys were all like, "Oh my god, this is gonna be fun." <laughs> I mean, and then there was a guy who was supposed to be masturbating, and you had to show him how. Oh, oh yes. yeah, we cut that. One of the things yeah. you were supposed to see to the people was a guy masturbating. It was really sad. He was like, must have been almost fifty years but old. He really didn't like, know how. Just act like you're, <laughs> I think you're masturbating. And then he had this crazy technique. So we had to like teach him like, no, a little more like this. Like, and then and then it, he he showed very clearly that he was an overhand kind of guy. I was like, try underhand. <laughs> But anyway, I, I'm, I, I like to think that he went home and tried out his new techniques. I hope so, because he was very inexperienced. <laughs> we had the whole crew standing around showing him how to be off. <laughs> oh, here's a great, there's a, there's a mess up here. There's a flag. Oh, yeah, this is Larry's for Larry, you love this. 
Where? Again, this is a, a testament to using the best take over. It's not until he picks me up, you'll see a flag in the left hand corner. But and this is obviously, you know, we're going now into a cooler place. It's overcast and rain is coming. Remember a deer ran by? Yeah. That was a beautiful place, probably gone now, right? It's all gone. If you go there now, it's aluminum sided condos. Is it really? Yeah, it's really oh, sad. No. It's all gone. You know, I've had people, this is great because. I've had many people in New Jersey, who, friends of mine from Jersey, who've said, where the hell is that abyss that's I've in the movie? That, that is too. great. It's Dude, crazy, it's such a testament it? to Svengali, who did the, the, did the effects. Everyone thinks that it's real. Yeah. That's amazing. Because that was discussions for weeks. We would always have our little weekly, we have no money, how are we going to make this abyss? Well, and everyone was nervous that, that it wasn't going to look real. And for a while, it didn't. And then when we finally got it, it was like, wow. Well, you had said, oh, there's this place near my house where I grew up. It's like a big, and I thought here it was going to be. Here comes the flag. Here comes the flag. Bottom left. And where? right. You know, it's there. It's just because this this, this version. Oh, that's of, right. Well, good. Maybe you won't see, see it. it. You know, I, I was in Sundance. I had somebody gasp there because they thought maybe he was going to drop you on your head and you were going to become paralyzed. Really? <laughs> <laughs> they, like, were anticipating something tragic that's the sequel. that moment. That's the sequel. Yeah. This time. But that, that shot there is a no, digital mat. It's a fake. The shot uh, right here? No, the one the before. The one we just saw. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that flag is there. I think this is just cropped a little bit. Yeah. The one, the one we're looking at is cropped a little bit. But you had said, you know, the, oh, there's a place. I thought it was going to be like that, breaking away, like a big well, that's hole why, in the That's what I envisioned. <laughs> and, we, and we went there. It was one of the first places I went when I came into town. And it was barely even a hole in the Were ground. Were you disappointed? <laughs> Just a little. I was horrified. All right, Judy, why don't you talk about this boat, this, this beautiful boat. boat. We, we bought a boat for a dollar. It cost thousands to transport it, though, to this location. And then we basically um, transformed it into this houseboat by building a kind of handmade hippie house on top of it and incorporating some of the original elements of the boat and um, trying to make it. I, you know, I want, it obviously had to feel like this warm haven, arc-like haven, but at the same time, feel real, I think. And like some kind of bohemian guys would actually have built this place and lived in it. It was actually a great place. I, I sort of stayed out the rainstorm in there, and I was really sad that it was going to be demolished the next day. It was definitely cozy. Yeah. You did an amazing job, Judy. This was obviously my biggest concern of the production of the movie was creating this arc on our yep. budget. And Judy was like, don't worry, don't worry. And she's like, she came in one day. She's like, I just bought a boat for a dollar. <laughs> I, I think when I first met with you, you were worried about the boat. And I said, you know what? The boat's going to be easy. Something else is going to be really hard. And it was like the swimming pool or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that was amazing. I mean, and then so, Judy, I guess you took all the money that you had intended to spend on buying the boat and put, was it, were able to put it into yeah. altering the boat. Because we literally paid a dollar for the, just some guy just wanted to get rid of it. So we actually got to hire carpenters. And they had a, they had a really fun time working on They were really jaded, you know. Old school carpenters, union carpenters, and they had a great time working on the boat. It's fun. It's fun to see that. Yeah. And uh, the design side is just great. I mean, you, you don't even see most of the detail on, on the film. No, we don't, do we, Myron? Myron, we should talk about. <laughs> well, we shot tons of little inserts. Well, no, let's 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 Myron address. This scene was a lot longer. This scene was its own movie, and, and it was probably the hardest thing we cut. I think, Myron, right? Yeah, we just kept recutting it and cutting it and cutting it, and uh, it, it was hard to even wrap our own heads around like what was the best version of the scene. And finally, it just seemed to be more about this guy's story and how it related to your journey. 
And then as far as losing the details, it just kind of felt, it didn't feel entirely important to to go around the entire room and see all the details of the of this room. It was just, it was better to get a general impression of. No, and I just want to say that when I do a set that's full of details like that, I really, it's nice if they end up on the screen, but if it's important for the story that, you, you know, they don't, that's fine with me. It's the story that's important. It was more important for me to use the wides at times yeah. than use the inserts. Um, I just thought you would get more of an impression of the warmth of that place. It was hard because um, I, had, I, had, I, it's my own fault. I had overwritten the hell out of this scene, and when we got, and we shot it all, and then so we got in the editing room. It was like, all right, what, what is important in this scene? What am I trying to say? And I, and so we, we just kept stripping it down and stripping it down and stripping it down. And we also shot it in that real location. It was, yeah. it was, it was tiny, tiny place. And for what it's I, worth, I, I was think so happy we, you were into doing that, Larry, because I, I think it makes it look so much more real. Yeah, yeah I mean, that is probably only about eight feet wide. Yeah, it's really small. But it's nice. You see the ceiling. You're, you yeah. feel like you're <laughs> tiny inside this thing. That's one of and the And the benefits rain looks great, too. The, yeah. Yeah. the guys, uh, the guy, Drew, Drew did a great job with the, with the rain, I think. Thank you so much. Yeah. Really. Listen, good luck in the rain. Um... Do you guys want some garbage bags or something? Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, that'd actually be great. And then the garbage bag thing, which is a nice touch. This is my favorite in scene in the movie, by the way. This is my favorite cue of the film. I Sorry, cry every time I see this. Musical cue. Yeah. yeah. That's a good, it's a good track. I mean, this is amazing that you got these guys to give yeah. the song to the movie. It was just, yeah. uh... The, their their management and their agents and them being extraordinarily generous and really being moved by the scene um, and, and allowing us to have it because we couldn't afford what it's they deserve for. Such an amazing it. scene. And this uh, this crane was really there. I used to I used to you know drink beer with my friends as a teenager on that crane because <laughs> it's very near my parents' house or at least was. Now it's no longer. Kind of sad. It was the last undeveloped land in uh, in South Orange and now it's now it's condos. This shot, this effect shot coming up, I think is an extraordinarily good effect shot. The only thing that's not real, just for this budget, but for any budget, this is an amazing, amazing shot. The only yeah, thing that's real, the only thing that's real, is is a shot of the, from head to toe of us, and the rest yeah. is created in, the, in a computer. And not even against green screen, against white sky. Yeah, we shot them uh, standing low the angle against on that actual little piece, head to toe against white sky. And every bit of it is done from stills and uh, artistry. It's well done. And you know, it's important because there, it's a magical moment in the movie. It's so magical. But it also, you can't let it take you out and feel like, what the? Your Sky Rocco drew all of that. I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing. Okay. And s people think it's real. If it was real, that would be one of the sickest shots ever <laughs> fucking shot on film. That would be like a mini a mini chopper, It'd be a great. mini remote control helicopter shot. We can back. do that. We can do that next time. This, uh, this is very subtle, but we actually brought in like a, a warm backlight at the moment when they kiss. It's really, really subtle, as that. if the sun's coming out. Oh, you brought it up? Yeah. Oh, I, th I thought it was at the same level. No, we brought it in. And we ramped here, obviously. Yeah, we this went is, to slow-mo. This, this is, is actually... It is a uh, a movie by Bunuel. It's like actually, that shot is almost exactly composed like that. I never saw that film, Larry. I haven't seen it either. I've just seen a still that's yeah. that's very similar, very lush and green. 
And this is not the same house we shot the interiors of Peter's house. No. Judy didn't like the fact that it didn't really look <laughs> like it from the outside. Didn't match. But uh, this is again, and you at home can decipher this. Is how, do you really know? Well, now they do. Well, now they <laughs> yeah. do, but they can go back and take a look. But, but no, I mean, in terms of window placement versus the interior. I think it, I think it, it passes, you know. I, I, think, I, really I, I think it does. What is it? It's my mom's favorite necklace. We uh, restructured this scene as well a little bit, Zach. Yeah, you want to talk about that? Just a little bit, really, with it, just that line, right? Yeah, just uh, one line. That's my mom's favorite necklace. She used to be at the end of the scene, and um, it was actually a suggestion of one of our producers that said, why don't you try to move that line earlier? And it just loaded that whole scene in a really nice way. It was cool because you, the audience didn't find out the importance of it until the end of the scene, and then in moving that line to the front, they got to experience the importance of it the whole scene, which was, which is, I think, a really good note. That's hard to imagine it the other way around now. The little folded chair is a nice... Detail. And uh, this this was made. Yeah, prop master had that made. Jill Alexander, prop master extraordinaire. This necklace reminds me of this really random memory of my mother. I was uh, I was a little kid. Well, this was probably I would say this was the, this was this was the hardest scene to edit. Why Why don't you talk about this, Myron? Well, again, the scene is it's it's very pivotal because it's in the bathtub that you know. Everything happened to Large's mom, and basically, the scene was really good in its full length. It just we had seen so much dialogue, I guess, at that point, right, right, Zach, mm -hmm. that we just felt like we should cut it down a little. Well, it was also, again, I think, you know, overwritten, and and I didn't really know until we got in the editing room what what were the crucial parts of the scene. One of the things that I think sort of dictated maybe restructuring and cutting it down was whether or not large should break down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we still had a, a fair amount of film to cover and you didn't want to sort of uh, climax at the wrong moment. Large. Has that happened to you before? <laughs> <laughs> Never. <laughs> um, I think, uh, yeah, I think the decision, it was hard for me to, to, to think, what, what if he never really breaks down and cries? What if this collecting the tears is as far as it gets? Um, and then I think once we did it and I saw it, I was really excited. And you did some really great restructuring here by, by um, you know, restructuring it such that this collecting the tear moment came in a different spot. And then we brought this, li this line was out of the film for... For yeah, a good eight, eight, good eight months. It wasn't at Sundance. I, I don't think I ever saw a cut with it in. No, yeah. I didn't, for sure. And I loved that line in the script. Yeah, I'm your new Loving friend Sam. Yeah. yeah, who are you? I'm your new friend Sam. <laughs> and then she goes, tissue? That whole little that wasn't, both lines that were wasn't, never in it. They yeah. weren't at Sundance, those lines. No. Yeah, I remember. Those came late. And this shot here. Not, not necessarily this close I put this, this back up. in, too. But we, the we already locked the movie, and I tracked Myron down and said, I want that shot back in. We need those lines. And I, I had to call Peter Rice and be like, meet me on the lot. I'm putting those lines back in. And he came, and he was like, okay. And we were really uh, obsessing about the uh, continuity, and uh, I don't think it bothers anyone. Yeah, yeah there's a couple little continuity. continuity. No, I, it, it, it's fine. I know the ones you're talking about, but they're all right. You know? Again, it was... This uh, is a reverse shot, uh, motion reversed. Right. But this this frame, 
is one of my favorite. Yeah, you like that one, I know. Well, the the sort of two heads looking in opposite right? It's just it's yeah, it was inter- intertwined. It's it, a beautiful, yeah. beautiful. It was sort of an accident. That's great. I, th- I could have been the poster. And we came up with this one sort of late in the game too. This, we, we you know this sort of post-coital embrace. And then the dissolves that follow. Yeah, we shortened this recently as well. Yeah, we took it. We took there was another uh, series of dissolves, which is always tricky when you uh, have already cut the negative. But uh, good thing we had made uh, inner positives. Larry, I always, I always laugh when I see this because I love the way the scene is lit, but it makes absolutely no sense that the, <laughs> that the opposite desk, the opposite lamp is on. Yeah, I have, a, no, I have a, another director friend of mine who bashes me on it all the time. He goes, "Well, you know, sometimes as a as a cameraman, you sort of you go to the sort of default position of shadow side to camera and sort of lighting from the opposite side because it just looks better and." I hate it too. Now. I <laughs> no, mean, I love it. I would I, never. I would never change it. I love the way this scene. No, is no. Made. I just would turn the other lamp on. Sure I think. No, I like it. But yeah. then, uh, but that. Why does he have those lamps on? Look, and he not got the one in bed. He got him? in bed on the other side. No, those pillows still moved. There. No, that's impossible. Um, the, the bulb's out. <laughs> the, the bulb is out. That's the, a good one. The bulb is out, and he wanted to read. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yep. And he's out of bulbs. <laughs> that's the backstory. Wait, no, he's obsessive compulsive. He would have bulbs. Um, oh. I don't know. It does. The circuit matter. breaker broke, and he doesn't know where the box is. Okay, if that's not in the cards for us. Well, we might have a shot at it. If you can forgive yourself for what you did. What I did. <laughs> what I did. Okay, let's let's do it. Okay, let's. Let, we're here, right? Let's let's do it. Let, I'm gonna forgive myself for what I did. Are you ready? I was a little boy, and somebody made a shitty latch. That's what I think. That's what I think about the whole. That was thing. another alternate title for the movie, Shitty Latch. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you go with that one? Uh, they didn't think it would sell. <laughs> for that, for that, I'm here to forgive you. Another one was you ruined my childhood. <laughs> they didn't. I thought that was too on the nose. <laughs> The new comedy, You Ruined My Child. <laughs> what I want more than anything in the world is for it to be... We had a really hard time getting that bedroom furniture in there. So our product placement deal fell through at the last minute. We had to scramble to find it. I like it. Yeah, no, it worked out perfectly. This is my life, Dad. This is it. I spent 26 years waiting for something else to start. So no, no, I don't know. We're, we're, Natalie and I were laughing about how uh, Pat Crafty um, put a pig <laughs> on the curb. <laughs> he grilled a pig on a spit on the curbside. No, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he was just no. told that he couldn't have anything kosher on their uh, anything not kosher on their land. Oh. So on the on the street, he put a pig <laughs> on a spit. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Oh, do you really? Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, just one, one funny guy. Let's just allow ourselves to be whatever it is that we are. 
the line where you say, this is my life. It's like that was one of the most effective lines for me in the movie, which is sort of waking up to the realization that, you know, it's like, this is all you got. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful line. This is it. Yeah, it's this like, is it. It, this is it. This is it now. Yeah, it's like, it's, I don't know what you're waiting for. It's but driving by real fast. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, you know, you got a lot of people telling you what to do. That's what I feel it's like, like you know, not being, not being 29, it's like, I feel like it's going, it's going, it gets faster and faster. Every, every, every year that you get older, it feels like it goes by faster. But it's amazing how that line can, can change so much of how you sort of, your perspective on life. Like, if you really think about it, this is it. This is all you yeah, got. What are you waiting for? You got one life. Yeah. You get hit uh, by a bus tomorrow. Yeah, you start living it. And all those decisions, it's like they're yours to make. Natalie's just extraordinary in this scene. And, and this was the middle of JFK. Yeah, in a real working terminal. Yeah, yeah we, we, we didn't have the money to shut down JFK. <laughs> so, uh... I liked how they provided the, their own JFK craft service because we couldn't bring ours in. Yeah, what was it? It's like chocolate bars. I think it was like fancy chocolate bars. I think it was like uh, whatever was left off the planes. <laughs> but it, it, you know, we shot this in March and March through May of 2003, and shooting in airports is almost near impossible now. Yeah, it was and did you have to do like doing. a little? You had to, do something for JFK to allow us to I shoot did. There. I had to, they, they asked me, this was a very odd thing I had to do. I had to give a testimonial about how much I loved the new terminal. Did you really? I did. I shot it. It was like a, I don't know it's what they were going to do with it. It was like, hi, is. I'm the guy from Scrubs, and man, do I love going to the JFK in <laughs> Terminal 4. Terminal yeah, four. exactly. I don't know where it's, I think it's playing in kiosks. <laughs> Changed my life. Changed my life. I know you four days. I love this shot. And you know, we had a big thing. I'm sure you did editorially as well about the moving escalators behind there because it's crap for sound if you see them. And yeah, but it just looks so them. cool. Um, and when we had them off and on, yeah. but I don't see where they're not on. Nope. I think in certain shots. I don't really see it. There, it's off. If you can see, you, you can't, can't tell. You can't really it's just tell. like the banister. Does that bug you at all? This is a nice detail. The sort of last little kiss on the nose before you get it. That's a, that's a real thing. And that she sort of reaches. Yeah, that that little thing there. That's nice. Oh, you got to kiss Natalie Portman. <laughs> the movie was worth it. Yeah. And this was, uh... This tricky. is now Los Angeles. That's L.A. We picked up a couple shots here to create this montage. Um, because we, 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 we messed with this a little bit to just try and get this ending just right. That's Donald Faison's pool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really. That's right. Yeah. That's a stolen shot from earlier. That's yeah, from the other scene. This and is this is actually the shot of Ian, the one coming up here. Ian walking into the bathroom to start that scene that we cut out. And then this, Larry. This is a um, motion control shot where we ramp again from time lapse all the way into normal speed, which is extremely difficult. 
because it has to be obviously go over those chairs. That was the most expensive shot in the movie. It may be. I, it definitely was. Yeah. And also a, a sort of a pickup. This is uh, the baggage area at Terminal 4, which is Zach's favorite. My favorite terminal. It was quite a um, <laughs> process to get those phone booths. Yeah, I got there. a lot of shit for those phone booths. I said I wanted her in a phone booth. And people were like, no one uses phone booths anymore. And they definitely are not at a new modern terminal. Well, we had to work hard to make them look good like that. You did a great job, but I really wanted those phone booths. I, I thought know. they were cool. And you got them. I did. Yeah. Even while we were shooting, everyone was coming to me saying, can't you talk to Zach and get yeah. rid of the phone Can you talk booths? Zach out of the phone booths? Yeah. I think they're really cool. <laughs> I love that edit there, that triple fast cut. Yeah. That's a good, it yeah, has the excited energy that they're feeling at that moment, you know? And here's the final shot of the movie. And this is cool, this was a happy accident. With a light. Yeah, we were moving a light to fill in a gap deep. I love and that. As the, <clears throat> as the uh, doors opened, we noticed that it made a pattern on the back wall, so we kept it and made it work for the end of the scene and that's it thank you for watching thank you all thanks for My, buying the dvd or renting thank it. you for buying and or renting well, we hope you enjoyed it thank you guys for uh the amazing job you did on on this film thanks, thanks for giving uh, yeah. us the opportunity thank Zach. you for bringing us You're on a genius all right <laughs> did you just say he's a genius yeah Come on, Judy. Why? why you, will you tell me I'm a genius now, Larry? <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm it. Judy's the genius. only person I'm planning to rehire so far. <laughs> <laughs> you did a great job. Though. All right, thank you. So did you. I love, I love you all. And um, <laughs> let's go um, get wasted and cuddle. Bye. Bye.
keeps on coming down It feels like a flood in my head In that road Keeps on calling me Screaming to everything Lying ahead And it's a, a winding road I've been walking for a long time I still don't know where it goes and it's a, a long way home i've been searching for a long time i still have hope i'm gonna find my way home I've been walking for a long time and I still don't 